All right, ladies and gentlemen, for our second interview of the episode, the most long-awaited interview of the year, it is Miss Elena Randolph from Girls Varsity Lady Bruins Basketball. Elena, how are you doing today? I'm great. I know you're very excited. I'm very excited. We had to work around your large schedule, your very busy schedule, but you're here, and I'm glad. I have a lot of questions for you. You ready to dive into it? Yeah, let's go. All right, so let's start with playoffs, if that's on everybody's mind. In the quarterfinals of the playoffs, you took down East Meadows 64-29 to at home. Although it was a blowout, what could the team have done better, and how would you evaluate your personal performance? Um, I believe the team, all year we've consistently struggled with um, turning over the ball um, way too much, uh, so I think... Definitely to beat uh, the teams as we go along in playoffs. It'll be important to cut down on those turnovers. Um, other than that, for me, personally, um, my responsibility for that game was really um, taking down their number one scorer, who's their big. So I think um, being consistent in my play as we go through the playoffs and maybe being more of an offensive threat, that's probably important. And because you guys defeated East Meadow, you guys are now face Freeport, who upset number three seed in Massapequa. Is there any level of concern knowing that Freeport may pull off another upset? Um, I think it's healthy. We have a healthy amount of concern going into this game. Um, Coach Catapano, you know, he doesn't overlook any um, opponent. So we've been taking, like, the necessary steps in preparing for them. So, obviously, there's always the concern of playing a good team but I, I feel confident going into this game and for the Lady Bruins this season you are averaging 5.7 points how would you describe your role for the Bruins all season um this year I think my role was um being sort of a leader and being somebody who's been through a lot of a lot of these situations that a lot of the other players haven't been through so I think I've been really doing a lot of teaching this year and really locking in defensively. Uh, a lot of the times, if the team has a really good uh, post player, I'm on that person. Um, so offensively, the numbers don't really show like the flashy numbers or whatever, but definitely defense this year has been really important in being a leader and being a good captain. Why have you chosen to put such an emphasis on defense as opposed to having what some people would say all the fame and glory? Um, I think you don't win without defense. Um, I think on a team you'll always find someone who will um, accomplish all the offensive uh, offensive things, scoring, shooting threes and all that. Um, but I think it's really important to have somebody who locks in on defense. And I know that's something within my power. That's something that I could control. I could be a good defender. And that's, yeah. Considering you are a huge fan of the NBA, which player would you say resembles your play style and why? Um, I've had this conversation <clears throat> with a lot of people. I get Draymond Green a lot. I commented that under Ramirez's post. I said, Bolden's Draymond Green, and then I got a few likes on it. So tell me why you think Draymond Green. Um, well, definitely, like, when the Warriors were, like, really good. Um, because... He was really the glue for them. You know, they couldn't win without Draymond. And I think he locked in on defensively. He did the dirty work and all that. Um, I can't really think of a player now. I guess 
that's who I would go for. Because he doesn't score as much. You play a lot of defense. He plays a lot of defense. He's very vocal as a leader. You're very vocal. So I'm pretty sure the listeners as well as you and I (laughs) could see how that matches up. But on a more serious note now, you guys have surprised a lot of people this season. Obviously, when you guys leave such high talent, when when such high talent leave the program, it's hard to bounce back from that and to groom the underclassmen. But how have you guys managed to silence the doubters that believed that the Lady Bruins' best seasons were behind them? I think just through working, you know, um, we have goals similar to the other teams uh, who have come through the program. And Kat does a great job of, like, making sure that we know there is a standard. Like, just because a lot of really good players have gone through this program, you know, there's still standards that have to be met, you know. Everyone has to come to practice on time, and there's certain things, film sessions, everyone has to be there. He holds us to the same standard, so I think when you work at such a high standard constantly, um, you're gonna have success, and, you know, we can't really prove anything until, obviously, we keep moving forward in the playoffs, but I think during the regular season, um, we did the same thing. We went undefeated in our conference, similar to any other team that's gone through here in the past few years. Speaking of success, you hold a 93-12 and 12 record. I'm not sure you knew that, but over the course of your like, time of Me personally? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You've lost only 13 games, and you have won 93 of them. What has been the key for success for you over the past five years? For me personally? Yeah. Because um, that's not... That's not an easy task to I did not know that. That's actually the best winning percentage out of any student athlete at Baldwin. So tell me what your key to success has been. Um, For me, in the earlier years, I obviously didn't play as much. I didn't get to contribute to all those wins. Um, But it was really just learning as much as I could from the people coming before me. There's a lot of talent that came before me and just really locking into the good qualities about them and like understanding their bad qualities and trying to um, incorporate all of that into my game. So last year when I started like actually playing a lot more, being a starter, you know, I understand what it takes to be at such a high level, perform at such a high level. So really just learning from the people who came before me and uh, trying to trying to use that in the way I play today. Is it safe to say that Coach Catapano's system also played a part in your high success? Yes, definitely. From from eighth grade, he's teaching Vegas and he's teaching all the all the slides in our press and he sets such a high bar for how you have to perform when you're on the court. So even when it would be a blowout game and I'm coming in with like five minutes left, he's still yelling, he's still standing there coaching all all the players on the court. He never like sits down and is like, oh, the starters are out. Like he's on everybody every minute of the game. And having that when you're so young as an eighth grader, that's why I am the way I am now. And for the listeners who don't know, Coach Catapano was named the number three coach of the decade by Newsday. Describe for me the relationship you have grown with him and how his system has made the transition for you from not playing to playing so easy. Yeah, definitely. I think Cat has an amazing relationship with um with all his players and definitely I came into the program kind of scared. Everyone has a little fear for Cat. He's such a vocal uh vocal coach. Um but definitely you become more comfortable with him. Uh 
and he's so present in the off season. I think that's something that's very underrated for him. You know, we're doing fall leagues with him. He's a, he's our AAU coach, you know, and we're doing workouts during the off season. Like he's really constantly there. He says basketball is a year-long commitment and he's completely right and he's there every step of the way. So I think just being around him so much, you develop like a really strong relationship with him. And I think for me personally, he's been very, very present in my life and I think we have a great relationship. On top of that, I don't know if you noticed, but he was the one who nominated you for the News 12 Scholar Athlete Recipient Award. Only coaches are allowed to nominate and he took time out of his day and then you ended up winning a thousand dollars so how did it feel winning such an honor knowing that it was him who nominated you and him who thought of you when he saw that award um i think that's amazing um cat cat he always comments like oh you know elena's elena's doing her schoolwork and all that stuff and like everybody on the team knows that but like to know that he's like recognizing that yes like i clearly have success as an athlete but like also um, understanding the importance of academics for his athletes, I think that's really amazing. And with Coach Cat, over the past decade, he's transformed Baldwin Lady Bruins basketball. And on top of that, you guys are also playing at some of the best tournaments that the country has to offer, one of them this year being the Rose Classic Super Jam. What did you and your team take away from that tournament, knowing that you played top competition around the country? Um, I think it's amazing that Cat continues to put us in such um, high, highly regarded uh, tournaments, and you know, I I asked him going into this year. Um, I said, "Are we still going to be doing the same kind of tournaments that we were doing when we had three or four, you know, Division One athletes on the team?" And he said, "Yeah," and it's because he continues to hold his players to such a high standard as I said so I think it was really it was really a great opportunity for our younger players our underclassmen people like Delisha to like be surrounded by such good talent and know like this is the level I have to perform at every single night if I want to be great if I want to follow in the footsteps of the girls who came through this program before it's certainly those experiences and those hard games that really build up somebody's experience, their skill, knowing that, all right, I could blow out a couple of opponents, but now it's the top teams that I could humble myself a little and know that after improving some things. But along with that, what would you consider your hardest game of the season and why, even with all the blowouts? Our hardest game of the season? You haven't lost many, so. <laughs> um, I think a game that really uh, tested our team was um, we played a team from Albany. Um, I think it was Cambridge High School. Um, they were defending state champions, you know, and we went into the game um, somewhat prepared. We had watched some film on them, and the game went into two overtimes, I believe, and I fouled out in the first overtime, yeah. like two minutes into the first overtime. And um, as a defensive presence, uh, I think the team, it really put a test on the team. Layla, um, one of our players, she caught a cramp um, during, I think, one of the overtimes. So she was out, um, you know, so we did face a lot of adversity in that game. We ended up losing it. But I think a lot of people stepped up. Dana, she had a fantastic game. She really changed the momentum. Um, she got us into the overtimes, like with her scoring and her steals. And so I think, even though we lost that game, it was really a big um, 
big test of our character and I thought we did a really good job fighting through it, sticking with it, and we came up short at the end. Although you named a lot of reasons already, what is the biggest thing that you took away from that game that you could take into the postseason now? Definitely that I can't foul out of games. Uh, that cat made sure that I knew that, you know. Um, I think my presence on the court, you know, it's kind of needed, whether it's offensively or defensively. Um, I think, you know, being present in the game is important. But I also think... Um, making sure games don't go into those fourth quarters, you know. Um, I thought we did a good job with um, with our stamina and, like, our conditioning. So definitely going into the postseason, you know, being prepared for games to be played the full 32 minutes or more, you know, that's important. We touched on this before, and it was the large influx of talent that you guys lost from last year to this year. How have you guys managed to rebound after losing – Kaya, Lexi, and all those talented players who pretty much made your whole starting five all county caliber? Um, rebounding has definitely been um, a huge part of practice for us. Cat uh, sets aside time for us to work on rebounding. And we've actually had the addition of Amber. And we have some bigger kids this year, um, some bigger guards. So we definitely focus on uh, team rebounding and Bolden, Coach Bolden, he definitely uh, makes sure that the post is boxing out on every possession. And we also have a new addition this year, Miss Coiro. Um, she played at Stony Brook, and she was uh, a post player. And doing individuals with her, um, she's great with rebounding. She makes sure you're doing all the little, little details, the techniques. And so, like, our whole entire coaching staff has put a really big emphasis on rebounding this year. Because of all of that, what is the main reason that you guys think you could emulate the success of past Bruins teams? Um, I believe that we might we may not win every game the way the past uh, past teams did. I remember like earlier previous years we were like winning the Nassau County Championship by like twenty points. Like we're not doing that this year. But I think as a team we understand that these games are going to be like hard fighting games going into the fourth quarter you know close games the Longwood game was a one-point game you know so I think we understand that but we're okay with that we're okay with fighting till the end and you know you have to get it done at the end of the day it doesn't matter how much you win by it's just the fact that you win speaking of how much you win by you guys have outscored your opponents 809 to 461 <laughs> As the captain, how do you keep your teammates' minds on track knowing you guys are consistently blowing out opponents? Um, I think a large part of that comes from our non-league schedule this year. Um, we all know that our conference hasn't been, uh, isn't very strong in talent. This year, actually, Plainview was very good. They're, they're actually playing Syosset. Um, they made it to the Final Four. Um, but other than that, our... Our conference tends to like lack as much talent as the outside teams that are out there. So CAT really uh, focuses on giving us hard non-league games uh, where the competition is similar, if not better, to what we are as a team. And playing that higher talent, it ensures that like we stay humble. Like yes, in our conference we're winning games by 20 points or more, but all of our non-league games were close. Um, 
Yeah. When you're at halftime and you're blowing opponents out, they've scored single digits and you guys have scored double digits already, what does Cat tell you in the locker room to really not get your head too big? Um, he says, you know, focus on focus on the end goal. You know, um, we're not here to famous cat quote is, you know, we're not here to beat uh, the little guys. We're here to beat the big guys. You know, and that's mainly saying, you know, you might be blowing this team out, but you're not working to blow out a lesser team. You know, you're trying to beat the big, uh, the better teams. So. He really emphasizes that and not not breaking character, you know, like any group that goes out on the floor, whether it's our first group, second group, third group, you know, there is a level of talent that's expected when you go out there and holding everyone to that standard um, ensures that everyone's doing the right thing. No one's, you know, showboating or anything. You're just playing basketball the right way. Now, you've been on varsity for a very long time. <laughs> At a point, you were on a roster that included Jenna Carico, Lexi Aponte, Mariana Benanitas, Asia Hudson, Sarah Pulis, Montia Moon, Destiny Samuel, I could keep going, Kaya Harrison, and Danetta Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> How did it feel to be on a team with such talent? It's ridiculous saying these names and to see it does success they've had now. Yeah, um, I think that Federation team, I was a sophomore that year. There will never be a team like that in, I, I want to say, in Long Island history. Um, there were some amazing, amazing players. And not just amazing players, like amazing people who you could really just sit down and like have good conversations with them. And on the court, obviously, like everyone could see how talented that team was. I don't think there'll ever be a team like that again you know describe for me how it felt to win the highest prize in high school basketball a federation title that that was very surreal um of course we had you know the confidence that yeah you know we could go to the end and cat always said you know you want to keep playing until they tell you to stop you know and once you win the federation you know there's no more games after that and like to get to that moment knowing how much work everyone had put in um, previous to that, it was it was such like a gratifying moment, you know. And it's historic. You guys stand as the only team at Baldwin to win a federation title, and that pretty much makes them probably the greatest team in Baldwin history, maybe even Long Island. Yeah. How did it feel, or how does it feel still, to be a part of something so historic that probably will never be done again? Um, it's just it feels amazing because. Like, I know what happened in those practices. And, you know, Kat always says, you may never get a chance like that again. It's very rare that people, you know, like, make history in their lifetime. And so to be a part of a team that made history, like, in my high school career, that's something I'm going to carry with me, like, forever. Would you, carry, would you consider that season your favorite over the course of your career? If not, which season is? Um, I wouldn't. That's a, that's a hard question. I mean, yeah, you've been playing um, not even basketball, but just track as well in soccer. Would you consider that basketball season your favorite athletic season ever? Yeah, I guess I would. It went on for so long. If you think about it, regular season ends end of February. And we went into late March with, uh, with that season, you know, being surrounded by basically sisters. You spend three hours with them every day plus you see them in school and on the weekends and just constantly being around these people they become your sisters so I think being surrounded 
by them for so long. The postseason lasted like a whole month for that year. Um, yeah, it probably was. And plus all the all the yeah. championships, yeah. like all the celebrations, that's always being on a fire truck, <laughs> yeah. having people scream your name, even that the was great. even the ceremony at the school. I remember coming back after track practice. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but knowing all the names I said before, the Jenna, Lexi, Donetta, all of them, who's the best player you have ever played with and why? I know that's an even harder question. <laughs> but be fair. honest. The best player who I ever played with. It's probably Netta. Yeah, Donetta Johnson. Um, her talent was was just amazing. And, like, she would have bursts where you would just be like, she is the best player on the court right now. Like, regardless of the team we're playing. And I was actually her shooting partner. So, like, I was, <laughs> I was very close with Netta. And I, I, like, admired how talented she was. That being said, though, I think... I've played with a lot of players, um, and I think they're all very different in their style of play. Um, and for their position, they're all, like, very good. Um, but, yeah, probably Neto is, like, the most talented. Would you consider her the player that you looked up to the most? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I think being a... Being a post player, definitely I looked up to Lamise when I was in eighth grade and I got brought up. She was the senior. She was the only senior on the team. And I can't replicate what she did. She was like 6'2". You know, like she was a, a post player. Um, but just the way that she she took being a post player so seriously and I had to guard her being in eighth grade, you know, so I learned so much from her. Um, but I'd say from a leadership perspective, I definitely looked up to Montia the most. She's the person who I definitely, when I'm having moments in practice where I have to like take the team and like lead them, you know, she's the person who I think of, like what would Montia do, you know? Um, I think she had a really big impact on me. Since Montia, as the leader back then, took you under her wing, who, as the leader now, have you taken under your wing? I know who it is, but just tell the listeners <laughs> who it is. Well, it's not much of a secret, but Delisha has definitely been... Um, I like to call her my my project. You know, I definitely, uh, definitely worked with her a lot these past two years. Um, I remember meeting her when she was an eighth grader, and Kat said, you know, I want you to take her under your wing, you know, and all that. And she... I, I tell her this all the time. She has so much potential. She's such an amazing player. Um, and it's just been, I've been honored to at least work with her now because one day she's going to be like big, making it big, and I'm going to be like, I knew her. What, you is, know? what is the biggest thing you want her to take away from you when you graduate? Um, Whether it's on or off the court, or even both. <laughs> um, I think... I think she could really be an influential person. Um, so I think hopefully she takes some of my leadership, I think. Um, obviously, talent-wise, she will surpass me, like, greatly. But um, I definitely want her to, you know, do what I did, take younger players under her wing because she has the talent, you know. If she has the leadership, and she's already starting to be a leader. She's very vocal, and she's really... As she learns more about the game, I think she could really teach other players. Yeah. Whether it's with Delisha or your other teammates, what would you consider the hardest part about being the leader? 
Um, this team uh, is everyone has their own personality on the team, and I think a lot of character on the team for sure. A lot of character, definitely. Um, so I think focusing the team sometimes uh, that's something that. I think we, we we have definitely worked on it as the season has uh, progressed. And also, I think, you know, me personally, uh, starting the season, I wasn't, I wasn't extremely vocal. I kind of led by example. Like, if people were doing something, you know, I would just keep doing what I was doing. But I think as the season has moved along, I have been more vocal, um, doing more teaching and pointing out uh, different things that I know Kat would have pointed out. Uh, so, yeah. And as leaders, at least for me, I don't like when people see me when I'm down, with my head down, because then everybody that I'm leading, quote unquote, you know, picks up from that. So when you have your head down, when you're down on yourself because of a bad game, who do you turn to for advice and to pick your head back up? Like on the team? or just in Either on or off the court. <clears throat> Could be a teammate, coach, parent, family member. Um, I think on the team, probably Delisha. I'm like, Delisha and I are like very, we feed off of each other a lot. Um, I know there's been games where I haven't thought I've done well and we'll sit on the bus together and like she'll feel <laughs> that I'm like not uh, feeling good about the game and we'll talk it out and she'll say, well, you did this well or, you know, keep your head up and all that. Um, off the Off the court, probably just my parents you know I, I talk about how I'm feeling I say oh you know I, I didn't do this or I didn't do that and they say well you know think of it this way or you guys still won like look at the bigger picture I think they're really important in all that too going back to Delisha now it's very heartwarming to hear you say how you and Delisha are close and how you've taken her under your wing and I've been a heavy advocate of saying that the teams that are the best are those who have such a tight-knit relationship off the field of play. What is it about the Lady Bruins that make you guys such a family? Um, I think we're just constantly, <clears throat> excuse me, we're constantly around each other. Um, you know, we'll see each other in the hallway and it's like, hey, you know, and, and a lot of people hang out outside of school. Um, we're very close in that aspect. I think we really genuinely like being around each other. Um, and I think that's very important. I know during, it was like National Pancake Day recently and like the team we went out you know, to IHOP and all that. I think it's important that we do a lot of things outside of just practicing and playing games together. And for the basketball team, spending all that time with them, how much sacrifices have you had to make? Um, I think, I think there is a lot of sacrifice once a basketball season starts, you know, not that I'm someone who goes out a lot, but, you know, if there's any time that you would be going out, you know, you have to reconsider and say, you know, what's best for the team uh, staying in tonight, you know, um, homework, schoolwork and all that, you know. That not we'll that, get into later. Cause. Not that you let that slide, but, you know, you do have to be more efficient with uh, how you do work and all that. But, I mean, in the end, it pays off, you know, all the championships and all that. Of course. And not only with basketball, but you're also busy with soccer and track as well. For those who don't know, you were named a Newsday Top 100 performer in both basketball and soccer. As far as Baldwin goes, you're the only active athlete to achieve such a feat. How do you think you have been able to be, be so successful in two different sports? Um... 
I think it's having having a good mentality. Uh, I I'm trying to think of a good answer. Um, I think for soccer, I definitely I know that I don't put in as much off season work as um, a lot of other players do because I spend so much time With playing basketball. basketball. Um, but I think really locking into what does my team need for me so for the soccer team i'm a defender and just saying you know i'm gonna be the best i could be at this position and basketball the same thing the team needs me to do a certain role that's what i like lock into doing and i think success just comes from understanding what my team needs for me and trying to excel at that as best that i can those who know you closely know that soccer was your first love not basketball but soccer <laughs> so considering this past season was your last soccer season of your career reflect on how that went for you all the feelings emotions high points low points and everything in between um yeah definitely soccer was my first sport i wouldn't say first love oh. but Excuse it, was, me, then. <laughs> it was definitely my first sport uh obviously starting when i was like four or five, I don't know. Bolton Eagles, yeah. Yeah, Bolton Eagles. And, you know, I think I spent a lot of time this season um, reflecting on the past, all the soccer that I used to play. And so when we were getting close to the end, senior night and then into playoffs, you know, taking every game and saying, you know, this could be my last game um, and really putting my all out there. So it was a very nostalgic season. And I think it ended – it ended – in a nice way, we and went to we went to the semifinals and all that. So, I was happy with how my last season went. And for your last season, you had to adjust to a coaching change. Coach Burton was the former head coach of the varsity girls soccer team, and then this year it was Lee Rogers. Considering you guys were so close to bringing Baldwin its first soccer county championship last year, how did you adjust to a new head coach and a new system of play? Um. So, I think a system of play, it didn't change too drastically. Uh, coach Rogers, he was, um, he was our assistant coach under Coach Burton. So, he brought a lot of the same, um, same tactics as Coach Burton. Um, definitely, he implemented some different drills and he put a, a, a stronger emphasis on certain aspects of the game. But I think... He kept the same culture, the same um, idea that we should keep pushing forward and all that. So it wasn't too big of a change, but definitely we wanted to get back to or even um, exceed what we accomplished uh, the previous year, this year. As you implied, basketball is your biggest love, more than soccer even. It, it may be easy to say how Coach Catapano has impacted you as a player and a person, but how has Coach Burton and Coach Rogers impacted both the soccer player you were and the overall person you are? Um, I think, I think they did a really good job of like, fo they do a good job of focusing their players in and locking in a lot of the soccer girls on the team soccer isn't necessarily their first sport i know naeli you know she plays soccer but she also plays basketball with me and i think they they teach a lot of skills that can apply not just to soccer but apply to every other sport i play and everything i do in life so i think they did a good job of you know like, yeah, you do this in basketball, but this is how it applies to soccer. And really teaching the game to a lot of people who may not necessarily 
um, watch soccer that much and all that. Is there anything that you learned from playing soccer that you take on the basketball with you every time you step on the court? Um, I think there's a certain toughness that uh, soccer players have. Um, there's a lot of things you can get yeah, away with definitely, <laughs> in definitely. soccer. Uh, so I think it's having that uh, tough mentality, um, bringing that onto the basketball court. Not every basketball player has that. I know with like the whole new NBA, yep. everybody's soft. focused on soft, you know, soft. getting fouled and all that. I think having like that tough mentality, like you could hit me, I'm gonna keep standing. You know, I think that's something that you learn in soccer that I definitely apply when I'm playing basketball. You completed your last season of soccer. You are on your way towards completing your last season of basketball. But even after that, you have a whole track season to go. <laughs> what are some of your expectations for the season? For the track season? Um, I know basketball is the focus right now, so I don't want you to look too far ahead, <laughs> but just a little. Yeah. Um, for this track season, I think just just focusing on closing out my career as a track runner. Um, Definitely out of the three sports, it does come third. Um, but I've I've been running track since third grade. So, you know, I think really just saying, you know, this is my last season, putting it all on the line, uh, just running hard, I think that's my main goals for the season. Has Coach Buckley taught you anything that you could take to basketball or soccer or to life? Um, definitely just, like, not giving up, like – you can't just stop in the middle of a race just because you're, you know, you're tired or something. You gotta go all the way to the finish line, and I think that's really important for any sport. Like talking about basketball right now, if our goal is to win a county championship, then we're not gonna stop until we reach that goal. You know, and in life, any other accomplishments I have. So I think that's really important. Of course, with respect to the other coaches, which coach over the course of your athletic career has had the biggest impact on you and why? The obvious may be, the answer may be obvious, but tell our listeners who may not know. Definitely Coach Cat. He was definitely the biggest influence. I've been a player for him for five years now. Um, definitely just, I've spent the most time with him, and I think. He does a fantastic job of like having these like deep conversations. He like implements them into practice where he's not just talking about basketball, he's talking about life, he's talking about any other sport you could be playing. You know, um, definitely I have the strongest relationship with him, so he's definitely had the most Im influence on me. Outside the coaches, your mother is also someone who is hev heavily involved in all activities that you do. How has she impacted the athlete that you are today? Um, definitely. She'll hear this, so make a noise. <laughs> um, my mom, she's really been, um, been an impact on my sports career. Like, ob the obvious is bringing me to games and bringing me everywhere. She has been fantastic with that. I could ask her, oh, we have to go scout somewhere, and she'll drive, like, six girls to the game and then drop them all off um but just her support has been amazing i know like we have like pre-game rituals like she brings my water to every game and like she's just always like it's great to see her in the crowd i always say like i can hear her voice out of everyone else's voice i usually like drown everyone out but i could always hear my mom and it's just 
it's really amazing to know you have someone like that who's rooting for you, um, who's just always there for you. So her support has been like amazing. I don't think I could do all this without her, you know. With that support, it comes on the court, on the field, off the court, off the field, and including in off seasons as well when you are in between sports. How do you manage your off seasons knowing that there are three different sports you have to prepare for? You could be playing soccer, but your mind is on basketball. How do you manage all of that? Um, I think definitely prioritizing um, is a big part of like my off season. Um, when I'm not playing sports, which is like a week in between seasons, you know, saying, okay, I gotta, if there's any assignments that could be coming up or like anything I might be a little late on, you know, focusing on that. And then once I'm in season, focusing on the sport while I'm there, you know, when we were in playoffs for soccer, um, basketball season was like closely approaching and there were off season workouts and, you know, saying, I have to go to soccer practice, and if I have time with all my school and all that, then going to basketball. Um, I think definitely prioritizing, making a list of what's the most important. Uh, that's definitely a big part of like my off season. Are your coaches definitely understanding, knowing that the postseason may overlap with their workouts or regular seasons? Yeah. Um, I guess specifically for uh, soccer, uh, Coach Cat was very understanding. Um, if we had a playoff game, he'd be like, don't even come to workouts. You know, if we had, we were definitely doing fall league during the same time. So he would always be precautious because he understands if I got hurt going to a track thing, you know, while we have playoffs, like that wouldn't be um, very productive. Um, and also, uh, definitely the track coaches. Before Coach Buckley was Coach Schaefer. Um, he was very understanding of that the postseason might go very long, especially like the Federation yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> Federation went year very went long. very long, and track had already started by then. Um, but I had handed in my permission slip, and he said, you know, I hope you guys keep going, you know, keep winning games, and once your season's over, uh, you're ready for the team. How much of a toll emotionally, physically, mentally does playing three sports all year have on you? Because even in between sports, you have a two, three week period where you're chilling or maybe not because you have off-season workouts, but you're constantly busy. How do you manage that knowing that you have no downtime at all? Um, I think I have some great friends who I feel like I could just, you know, talk to them when things are getting stressful and like they'll make me laugh and like that helps uh, definitely like the emotional part of it. But um, it is tiring, but I, I think I can keep myself going knowing that like in the end it's going to pay off, whether it's like accolades or just like internally knowing that what I'm doing is going to prepare me for the future in one way or the other. I think that's what really keeps me going. Pressure certainly makes diamonds, and if anybody anybody that knows you knows you're a gem, so how do you manage the pressure of being a top performer on three sports while being number four, for those who don't know, number four at a 356 in the class of 2020? Um, I, think, I think it goes back to mentality. Um, I've always wanted to be if I'm going to do something, I want to be the best at it. So academically, you know, I don't want to be an average student. I want to take the hardest classes. And when I'm playing on a team, I want to be one of the people who gets talked about. I want to be, like, mentioned. Kat always says you want to be one of those players who, um, who are mentioned in the end. So I think 
just having the mentality of I want to be a top performer in whatever I'm doing, uh, that definitely drives me. But knowing that you play three sports and you have to keep up your grades and other responsibilities, how do you give 100% to everything without letting the quality of another thing go down? Um, ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I think definitely... I think priorities. It go, it comes back to priorities. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like there are times when you know grades are slipping or you know maybe I'm not performing so highly in um in the sport uh that I'm doing at the time. But I think consistency is a big thing for me. So I don't like to not give 100% uh when I'm doing something. So I definitely Definitely try and make time for whatever I'm doing and focusing on what I'm doing at the moment. So if I'm at practice, I'm not thinking about homework. I'm thinking about practice. And when I get home, I know it's still going to be there. And just focusing in the moment on what's important. Which sport do you find yourself working the hardest in and why? Um, I think... I think I work hard. I like to say I work hard in every sport, but... Well, that's obvious. <laughs> well, work the hardest. Basketball, definitely. Um, I think it's definitely a long season. So right from tryouts, we're working hard. We're running miles and doing all the, you know, preseason things. And it goes all the way into March. We started in November, and now we're in March. You know, that's a long season. And definitely... Um, being consistent in in your work ethic for that long, you know, it does, it is a hard thing yeah, to do. definitely. You are, well, you could be an all-county soccer player, could be an all-county track runner, but you've decided to be an all-county basketball player. What is it about the sport that has made it your top priority over everything else? Um, I think it's just... Like, my love for basketball. I, I do watch a lot of uh, basketball um, just on TV. I don't really watch TV like that, but I will watch basketball. Um, just my love for the sport in general. And also just being around such a, such a demanding system, I'd say. Um, it just naturally forces you to work hard and uh, reach a certain level of you know, success. And so I think definitely being in such a hard system um, where you're where you're asked to perform at such a high level, that just naturally, you know, leads to success. And for anybody that knows you, you are very decorated. You have won all conference, all county, all section, all academic team. What goes through your head every time you achieve one of these feats? Do you ever get tired of it? <laughs> no, I don't think you could ever get tired of uh you know, being being awarded with something. Um, I think some some awards resonate more with me than others, um, but definitely like I I like to stay humble. You know, um, every year it's a different award, and you're put into a different role. And I think every award's special. Which award would you say means the most to you, and why? Mm. Definitely, I'd say all county was very, very big to me because like my numbers aren't high, um, but I think, I think what I do is very important for the team. So having coaches recognize 
that what I'm doing is significant. Um, I was very happy with that. You have also won achievement awards from Baldwin as a freshman, a sophomore, and a junior. <laughs> How does it feel to be recognized as basically the best athlete in the grade? Um, I I was very happy <laughs> to win those awards. I think I do a lot in three sports. Not everyone plays three sports. Uh, so being recognized for the hard work that I'm putting into every single season, um, I was obviously very thankful. With the, with the high points in greatness come the low points. You know, you can't reach the mountaintop without reaching rock bottom first. What has been your lowest moment as an athlete, and how did you work to bounce back from it? Hmm. If you want to share. Um, definitely. Hmm, I'd say after the federation team, you know, hearing a lot of, oh, you know, the team isn't what it was before, or even this year, like losing Kaya, like I heard a lot of like, oh, you know, you lost, you lost your D1 talent, like you guys have nobody this year. You know, hearing all that, it just makes you want to work harder. But I definitely think um, hearing that, it does, you do feel uh, some type of way. It's almost like, you know, oh, they left, but like we still have potential. And um, definitely I, I get to prove them wrong, you know, this year, definitely with our success and what success we may have in the next few weeks. What do you say to all the doubters now who see that you are capable of still performing at a high level? Um, I, I don't have anything to say to them, you know. Uh, they they could see for themselves our success and you know hopefully we continue to prove people wrong with the the postseason still going and even with the doubters you have been through many many moments as a part of the Bruins family but which moment has been your favorite over the course of your athletic career my favorite moment as a Bruin um it might have been the fire trucks. The fire so truck. basically, um, when we won federations, um, we had this big parade and we got to go on top of these fire trucks and go down Grand Avenue. And that was amazing because people were like coming out of like the stores, and, like waving at us and you feel like you're like a celebrity. And um, I like remember seeing my grandma, um, my grandma was there and like my grandparents and like they were so happy at that moment, like to see me like on that fire truck, it was amazing. And just the support that the community had for our team that year, it was, it was so like heartwarming, like to know that you have a whole entire community behind you. Um, that was that was probably my favorite. Is there anything like it? Do you think you'll experience anything like that again? Uh, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I hopefully. do. But um, I think um, in my career as an athlete or even as a Bruin, like I don't think anything will ever like relate to that moment. Well, you've obviously accomplished a lot, but even with the what is one thing that you have yet to accomplish that you want to accomplish this season or going forward in your athletic career if you choose to? Hmm. I think I think winning this uh, Nassau County Championship would be uh, would be very very big for me personally. Um, I always joked I was like. You know, I want to win a county championship every single year I've been on the team. And so far, I've done that. You know, we've won counties every single year. Unprecedented. Um, but this this would be uh, extremely big for us 
because of the talent we've had before. And now we're kind of back to what um, our teams were before the Jennas, Asia, and Kaya's, you know, just like hardworking girls who are trying to like accomplish this big goal. So I think for me personally, I would love to win this uh, county championship. It's really important to me. This interview has taken place before your playoff game against Freeport and will be published after the game. What is going through your head right now knowing that less than 24 hours from now, you're going to battle once again? I'm just excited. Uh, Freeport, they are a good team. And, you know, we have been preparing all week for them. And I'm just excited. We haven't played a game in, like, a, more than a week. So just to go against someone other than the my own teammates, I think that's going to be really good. I think the team is very excited for this game. And, yeah. All right. Monday through Friday. Obviously, school takes up a large part of your day. But what does the average Saturday or Sunday or weekend consist of for Elena Randolph? So going off of basketball season, um, usually a three-hour practice Saturday. Um, I wake up on the weekends like 8, which is like nice. (laughs) But um, yeah, basketball. And then I really have Saturdays free. Um, I do not do much on Saturdays. And then Sunday, church and basketball training, like an hour session. Um, So basketball seven days a week, basically. Basically. It's not mandatory, but, you know, we all kind of try and train when we can. And then I cram in all my work on Sundays. That's, That's basically a weekend. After the upcoming track season, what can you say is next for Elena Randolph? Are you looking to play college at the next level? Or if not, what would you say are your plans next? Um, well, I have been considering this for a while. Um, I'm waiting currently for my acceptance to Syracuse University. Um, and when I get that, if I get that, um, that would be my number one choice for school. I would not play there. Um, but it's definitely something that I've been considering for a while. And after that, I plan on studying sports management. Um, if I can double major, uh, I'm planning on double majoring in sports management and marketing. And after that, I want to get my MBA eventually and see where I go from there. Is it a tough decision to leave the game of basketball? The game you've grown to love so much and have so much success in? It's definitely going to be tough. Uh, I know everyone says, you know, you never get it back and all that. Um, But I think I am prepared to, you know, start my life as like not a student athlete in college. See how that that is. Obviously, I'm always going to be connected to basketball in one way or the other. Definitely studying sports management. I'll still always have that connection to sports. Um, But it was definitely a long hard decision to make and you know going forward I just got to cherish uh, these last few games I have uh, definitely every practice is greatly appreciated and all that now let me tell you how you will be remembered after your time in June okay. just gonna read off your list of accomplishments <laughs> Nassau County champion three times Long Island champion twice 
New York State Class AA champion twice, New York State Federation AA champion twice, all county honors, all conference honors, all section team, academic all-state team, Strive for Excellence Award, Rose Classic Super Gem Scholar Athlete Award, Rose Classic Super Gem Sportsmanship Award, all conference for soccer, Strive for Excellence Award for soccer, most valuable player for track, division champion in a 4x4 relay, Strive for Excellence Award in girls varsity track, and most recently, $1,000 from Federal Credit Union on behalf of News 12, being a scholar athlete. That is how you will be remembered as of now. But when it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered as someone who, you know, had kind of like their hand on everything. You know, I was an athlete, but I was also, you know, a scholar and I did music. Like I want people to remember me as someone who was involved in everything. Um, and I, at the end of the day, I just want to be like positively remembered. Like not the girl who, oh, she did all this stuff, but she was like mean or whatever, you know, I want to be Remem- remembered uh, positively and like she was I want to be known as like approachable she was a leader definitely a leader that's that's a big thing for me um, I think being being active in everything that's that's me I guess yeah. do you look to be in, involved in any way with the Bruins family even after you leave for college? Definitely. Um, I told told all the underclassmen, you know, I'll be checking in on them and all that. Uh, I definitely want to still have a presence in Baldwin, even once I'm in college, you know, whether it's coming back to support um, my teammates who will be moving up, you know, and all that. Uh, definitely, Baldwin's always going to have a place, you know. And for my last question, what will you miss most about being a Baldwin Bruin? I miss most um probably the standard that you're held to with anything you do um academics the teachers hold you to a high standard athletically all the teams you know none of the coaches are like slacking off um I think that's really what I'm gonna miss that was the question right what I'm gonna yeah, miss yeah, yeah. what I'm gonna miss the most is being pushed in everything you do I know some schools you know um, things aren't emphasized the way they are here. Like doing the little things, like if you don't go to class, you can't go to practice. Things like that. Like I think being held to such a such a high standard. That's that's what I'll miss. And I can speak for all the listeners and myself by saying that you have accomplished a lot for Baldwin and you're not even done yet you have another playoff game tomorrow and we'll see where that takes you on your road to what will probably be your most meaningful Nassau County Championship Definitely. but I want to thank you for being on the show I was looking forward to this interview probably more than others <laughs> but I'm glad I finally got the legendary Elena Randolph on the show it was a pleasure shout out to Elena's mom I know she's listening or and will be dad. listening and your dad who listens to every episode I appreciate the support but Thank you no, for thank being on you. the show. I've been wanting to be on the show since you had the idea. So, yeah, I mean, you're on the logo, so it's only right <laughs> that you're on the show. So thank you again. I wish you the best in the playoffs, and we'll see where it takes you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah.